going on everybody this is devoy you are tuning in to the not for the Bay podcast you can listen to us on apple podcast spotify anchor and all other major streaming platforms also go ahead and follow us on our social media pages facebook instagram and twitter and our recently just added tiktok the not for the Bay podcast is brought to you by bet us where if you click the link in the description uh and type in at the hundred in the promo code joined one two five you can receive over 125 percent in bonuses now unfortunately your boy didn't end up putting in any bets tonight he uh, ended up having to do a collaborative show on somebody else's show so with that being said show your boy some love i refuse to lose with joe jordan your boy collabed on that show tonight it was it was a fire show can't wait to uh have him on the not for the bay podcast sometime within the near future so you guys be sure to go over there and show them some love. Hit that hit that subscribe button. Also comment. Let them know that Devore from the Not For The Big Podcast has sent you. Now, tonight's episode, fire episodes as always, we're going to be getting into the, well, New York lifting the COVID mandate. Also, we're going to be talking about Baker Mayfield again. Um, Colin Kaepernick, a possible return to the NFL. And of course, a lot of people want me to get into the Taron Armstead and the and the Tyreek Hill moves that the Dolphins decided to make within less than 24 hours. I I gotta say, I, I will say before we even just jump into the pod, like I really appreciate the feedback that everybody's been giving me, bad and good. As long as you guys is commenting, I'm cool. My feelings don't get hurt. But let's go ahead and just hop into the first topic, shall we? Okay, so the first things first, last night, the Dolphins agreed with Taron Armstead to a deal of $75 million over five years. Now, I know the video that we, well, the segment that we had last last episode was the worst, excuse me, the worst NFL free agents for 2000, free agency teams for 2022. You know what? This I'm going to go ahead and hold off on that for a little while longer. Maybe when we get a little bit closer to the um to the closer to the draft because the, the Dolphins literally just dropped two bombshells on us back to back. But anyway, getting back to Taron Armstead, right? So 75 million for five years. Now with when healthy, Taron Armstead could be the best tackle in football. Now he's missed 11 games over the past two seasons and going into this offseason he underwent knee surgery so there's a concern there with the uh the Miami Dolphins possibly not even be able to have him uh at the beginning of the 2022 season now again the Dolphins free agency has been extremely underwhelming until up to this point I at this point am I'm I'm, th- I'm going to go ahead and move up just this move alone 
I'm going to go ahead and move the Dolphins free agency up to about a C plus with this move. And the reason why I do I, I say that is because um, they could have did a whole a, a lot more different things, a lot more different things. Now, Taron Armstead, that's a start. I like I like I like the move. Like you go out there, you get the second best player in the 2022 free agency in Taron Armstead. You got your guy. Um, this provides us to protect Tua. Oh, this is painful for me to even freaking say right now as we speak. Provides us to protect Tua, and we just we got a we got a, a 2022. The Dolphins are going to have a brand new offensive line. Taron Armstead at the left left tackle position. Um, Connor Williams at the at the left guard position. Possible Michael Dieter going to be playing the center position. Uh, right guard, you're going to have excuse me, Robert Hunt, and then right tackle is the big question mark. What are you going to do? A lot of folks are upset about Jesse Davis playing the right tackle position. Um, you still have Liam Eikenberg, Liam Eikenberg that could possibly convert back over to the right tackle position. Austin Jackson, what do you plan on doing with Austin Jackson? Like That's the biggest question mark if we're being completely honest with each other is Austin Jackson. Now, considering the fact that in 2008, 2020, he was a first-round draft pick, uh, the 18th overall, if I'm not mistaken, for the Miami Dolphins, which back then when we ended up making the move, I was in there scratching. Well, at the fifth pick, I wanted the Dolphins to draft offensive linemen anyway. I didn't want them to draft Tua. But back then, when we got to 18, like a lot of folks was like, who are the Dolphins going to draft? Who are the Dolphins going to draft? And where they least expected it, they ended up drafting Austin Jackson when – he was projected to go like the second round, the earliest, and end up coming off the board in the first round. So that 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 call that was a pause for concern. And just dating back to his rookie season, he had he had a strong start as a as a at the left tackle position. Had a strong start, and then injuries plagued him uh, through the second half of the 2020 season. And he just couldn't get back to it in the 2021 season. So at this, I'm, 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 I'm seriously looking at it right now. Is it possible he could play the right tackle position? Are the Dolphins going to trade him? What are they going to do with, with Austin Jackson? So that's, that's probably the biggest question mark for the Dolphins moving forward. Now, Quinte brought up an interesting point. We were sitting, sitting down, we were talking in, in the private chat about Taron Armstead. Yes. We like Taron Armstead, but at the end of the day, he doesn't exactly protect Tua's blind side. Tua's blind side is the right side, considering that Tua is the, as a left-handed quarterback. So we would probably prefer Leo Collins because of the fact that he's more durable than Taron Armstead and also because of the fact that he's a right tackle. He can play on the right side, protect Tua's blind side. Now, the first thing that popped in my mind when we ended up signing Taron Armstead was the fact uh, he might be somewhere, he could be comparable. He could possibly be comparable to Brandon Albert, yeah? one of the ex Miami Dolphin left tackles that made the Dolphins' offensive line very, very, very make make the offensive line very questionable because of the fact that he had issues staying on the field with problems with durability. So, hopefully, we can we can we can we can breathe a sigh of relief with Taron Armstead coming in and he can stay healthy with the Dolphins and we can hopefully we can make that push this year. Now, 
Less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. The Dolphins end up pulling off another magical move. They ended up making a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs where they traded for six-time Pro Bowler Tyreek Hill. And in return, the Kansas City Chiefs ended up getting five draft picks, a 2022 first-round pick, a a 2022 second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, plus a fourth and a sixth-round pick in a 2023 NFL draft. Well, so with that being said, I'm like, all right, so I'm assuming like I don't even need to attend. I don't even think I need to tune in to the NFL draft uh, this year for the Dolphins because we ain't got no first-round pick. Ain't got no second-round pick, so there's no reason for us to sit down and watch the NFL draft the first night. But um, I like Tyreek Hill. I really do. Now, I I have no issues with none of the moves that is going on. I don't. There was just one specific move that I felt like that could have been that could have been ground shaking. That could have been NFL changing. And you know what I'm talking about with the Deshaun Watson thing. That was that was that was that was that was that was the ultimate move that had to happen for the Dolphins for us to even consider on being contenders in the in in the league this year. Excuse me, in the AFC East. In the AFC East. And again, I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up yet again even though that I've said it before and like people just go ahead and just glance over it and just be like, yeah, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. But in that conference championship game with the Browns and the chiefs, you got to realize you as a quarterback, you're going to have to put up points. If you want to play with the big boys, that's what you got to do. And the fact that I have, I have no confidence in Tua for him to be able to do that. I have no confidence in Mike McDaniel's scheme for us to be able to do that. And I felt like based off of what we've seen from Tua, and he's the biggest issue in my honest opinion. I have no no problem with no other player on the roster to get take us to that could take us to the promised land, which is the playoffs. It's just Tua. I he, he is it's just his limitations is is a problem and some of the things that was said about Tua coming out of college they haven't translated to the pros like accuracy has been a big issue and anticipation has been a big issue and those are the biggest things that have came out as far as what Tua was great at and a lot of folks would like to be like to put the blame on Brian Flores and the offensive coaching staff because they didn't know how to call plays but at the end of the day, like let's let's ask ourselves these, this question. Like, can is Tua can Tua actually run an NFL pro style NFL pro style offense? Can he run anything outside of the RPO? Can he do that? We don't know. So with that being said, hopefully, hopefully that with with the Mike McDaniel's offense, where it's going to be mostly a, a, a run-heavy offense, get two out there on some bootlegs and some play action, and him to be able to get get some easy easy throws on the run, 
And this is where this is where the Tyreek Hill aspect plays in plays a part because uh I I again I like the Tyreek Hill I like the Tyreek Hill acquisition. The fact that a Tyreek Hill excuse me the threat of a Tyreek Hill is a big game changer. Most definitely you're going to have to have a safety over the top at all times because he can run by you 1000%. But also his run after the catch is excuse me he's a playmaker after the catch is amazing i could see the um mike mcdaniel drawing up some plays where tyreek hill could take some jet sweeps i can see some 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 bubble screens to to tyreek hill he could take that mug to the house i could see some 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 motioning going on where tyreek hill gets a direct snap lined up in the backfield all that type of stuff i can see some stuff like that but more importantly, like just getting getting him the ball in general and on those bootlegs and play actions, I could see him running a shallow cross and him possibly picking up some big yardage. And I feel like that could be that could be very, very positive for the Miami Dolphins to complement that running game for sure. Uh, last year, he had 101 receptions and 1,239 yards and nine touchdowns. Like it's almost it was it's very it's very it's almost impossible for you to stop Tyree because he's so dynamic and be able to make plays from almost anywhere on the field. But again, it comes down to Tua. It literally just comes down to Tua. And to be honest, I I'm sorry, I am just not sold on Tua. Y'all gonna have this, y'all gonna have to make me a believer. You can call me a hater all you want. Call me a hater all you want, but I'm just not a believer from what I saw from Tua the past two seasons. And it's not. It's not even. To, I'm not even trying to knock to her. It just. It just dates back to. It, it, like I hate to do the history lesson thing right now, but it just dates back to the fact when he was drafted. We already had the documentary hot and ready, and re, hot and ready for us to go ahead and drop. And folks are really excited for the for the for the for the documentary. And Tua didn't even play a snap for the Dolphins yet. And in the fact that we just keep on making excuses for Tua, fact of the matter is, like, the, I get it. The offensive line hasn't been very good, but those are the things, the offensive line especially, that has been an issue for a while. And a lot of fans, you knew what the issue was, but you decided to ignore it. And now you want to use it as a, sp- a scapegoat now that two is under center. doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So let's go, let, just going back to Tyreek Hill, when you sit here and we look at the player personnel on the offensive side of the football for the Miami Dolphins, we're talking about Tyreek Hill, the speedster, Tyreek Hill. Then we turn around and we look at Jalen Waddle, who had the rookie record for receptions. We got Devontae, De- Devontae Parker. We got Mike Kosicki demanding something down the middle. We got some weapons. We definitely got some weapons. Now, back to Tua. It's The report is all over the internet before I even got a chance to say it my damn self. No excuses. No excuses. Tua, 
You got to get it done. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you don't get it done this year, if Tua, if Tua does not get it done this year, I can guarantee you it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You already got Teddy Bridgewater out here talking about some, well, excuse me, talking about not exactly not confirming him, not confirming that he is a backup. Basically just reassuring everybody that I'm just going to come here and um, whatever the coach needs me to do, I'm going to do it. Translation, I'm coming in here to compete and I want the job. That's basically what I got out of the whole conversation. Folks may may be like, that's not true. That's not what I got out of it. He's just being a team player. Yeah, okay. When it comes down, how you think how you get how you think some of these football players get to where they're at as far as being in the pros? Being competitive. So with that being said, you 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 being competitive, I'm pretty sure to, uh, excuse me, Teddy Bridgewater did not come in here thinking he's going to be a backup to to some Tua. That's not happening. That's not happening. But again, I like the Tyreek like Hill move. I like the Taron Armstead move. This definitely bumps up as far as my Miami Dolphins free agency 2022. I'm going to go ahead and bump it up to about a B. A B. Uh, B. A B. B minus B. I, I can't give it a B plus. I'm sorry. I, I feel like the linebacker position definitely needed to be addressed. Um yeah, I, yeah, linebacker definitely needed to be addressed. If you addressed the linebacker position, definitely I would have bumped it up to a B plus. But I, I, I'm, I'm good with the two moves. I'm definitely good with the two moves. And again, we're just looking at the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East right now. Um, you're not, you're not dethroning the, not dethroning the Bills. You're not doing that. It's not happening. Like I said, what we saw in the conference championship game. Buffalo Bills and Chiefs. Tua can't Tua can't compete on that level. That's a big stage. And yet Tua has not yet been able to show he can shine in the bright lights. Can't do it. But at standing right now, competition in the AFCs. I go up, got Bills. It's it's close between the New England Patriots and the Dolphins. Like I said, the Dolphins, I mean, the Buffaloes, like I said, the New England Patriots, excuse me. I, we don't know what they're doing. They're making a whole bunch of little nitpicky moves. It's a lot of no-name players going around all over the place. We we don't know what's going on with them. But what, what we do know, what we do know is there's always a method to the madness. There's always a method to the madness for Bill Belichick. So don't count the New England Patriots out just yet. Don't count them out just yet. Excuse me. So I wanted to go ahead and get back into Baker Mayfield. And I say that because, again, shout out to the people. Shout out to the people in the comment section that comment in Baker's defense. Shout out to the people that don't are big fans of Baker Mayfield. But I'll read the comments. And I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit y'all with some reality real quick. 
Look, this is a business, right? This is a business. So this nonsense as far as how the, the Cleveland Browns did Baker Mayfield wrong and all this other stuff, what he's done for the city of Cleveland, taking them back to the playoffs. Look, I get it. I get it. Well, come on now. It's a business. It's a business. Any opportunity, any opportunity for your team to get better, why not want to why why not would you not want to make your team better? Deshaun Watson is clearly the better quarterback. Folks want to make the excuse. Oh, he hasn't played since 2020. Baker has Baker hasn't had a fair opportunity. It's a business. We know who the better quarterback is. Even with Deshaun Watson taking time off, I'm pretty sure he's light years better than Baker Mayfield. And this is crazy to me. This is crazy to me. All the negative comments that I'm getting about Deshaun Watson coming in as the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I wish we could re- I wish we could reset this thing and decline this 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 Cleveland Browns trade. Because y'all are being so ungrateful right now for what you have in your building right now. They call him Michael Jordan of football for a reason. This dude is a bad boy. And we over here crying over spilled milk for Baker Mayfield? Over Baker Mayfield? Come on, bro. Like, y'all literally making me sick with that nonsense. I had I I felt like I had to get up on here. and We need to have a discussion about this because this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And each day that goes by where this guy does not get traded, it is an even more clear indication that this dude is not that good. Because a lot of, like, I know there's going to be some guy in the comment section. Yeah, well, 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 he um he going to hit free agency. He going to hit free agency and and he going to be cheaper then. Yeah, well, if 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 Baker Mayfield was that much of a high commodity, then then a team would trade for him, but they're not trading for him cuz we know he's not that good. And we already laid the teams out on the table. We had the Seattle Seahawks, we had the Atlanta Falcons, we had the Carolina Panthers, we had the Detroit Lions. We had the dispute in the comment section about the fact that Jared Goff may be worse than Baker Mayfield. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. It's close, but I'm going to go ahead and take Jared Goff. Jared Goff definitely shows some maturity this year with the Detroit Lions where he can actually get this, where he actually can get things done with inferior talent around him. But I had to get that off my chest. I literally had to get off that off my chest because I like I saw a video today. It was like a it was a YouTuber. They was going to the defense of Baker. Like, bro, like it's 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 a business. It's a business. And any chance we can get better, any opportunity we can get better, we're gonna get better. Apparently, the only team that didn't get the memo was the Dolphins. What did what the Colts do, Matt Ryan? What the Broncos do? 
Russell Wilson? Like, what what, what I got to tell you? It's, it, it's hard to find a franchise quarterback. It's hard. Some teams are stuck still trying to find a franchise quarterback. The Dolphins. <laughs> so when you have any opportunity to see a proven quarterback, you want to take that quarterback. Facts. Facts. Now, I know we ended up bringing up the Seattle Seahawks. And I wanted to go ahead and go over this report from the uh, from the Seattle Times. About a, about Colin Kaepernick throwing throwing with some some receivers, including some some Seattle Seahawks receivers, and there was a it was discussed that Colin Kaepernick may possibly work out with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Colin Kaepernick. Remember back in 2017, it was a meeting between Colin and the Seattle Seahawks because Pete Carroll expressed interest. Thinking, well, didn't exactly. He stated, excuse me, he stated that Colin Kaepernick deserved to play in the NFL. I emphasize that, obviously. Now, Colin Kaepernick is currently sitting, what, 34 years old right now, hasn't played since 2016. I'll give credit where credit is due. Yes, you took the you took the San Francisco 49ers to the playoffs in 2012. But after that, excuse me, after the conference championship game, which is 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And we go back to the 2016 season. The question, the question was the whole kneeling situation. I'm sorry, I got mixed feelings. Like I remember, I remember going into that season, and he didn't even come into the into the season as the well, it wasn't was looking like he wasn't going to be coming the starter for the for the 49ers that year. Like you got outplayed by Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. The same Blaine Gabbert that was the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback that looked awful. The same Blaine Gabbard that ain't got a got a job right now. So I get it. The read option had its time. Them them 2012, them 2012, that 2012 year, it had its time for sure. Russell, Russell Wilson was running it. Robert Griffin the third won rookie of the year off of it. But I haven't seen enough in Colin Kaepernick's game outside of that where he can be a NFL quarterback. I can see the comments already. You're a hater, bro. You're a hater. I'm just keeping it a hundred, man. Like really, outside of the read option, what what real can Colin, Colin Kaepernick throw the ball accurately on a consistent basis? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't see it. 
But if you if he works out for the Seattle Seahawks and work and makes that team, that is just a like how how far are we really expecting the Seattle Seahawks to go in the 2022 season? I don't think that's a I don't think that's a good decision. But I understand you want to get back into the league, you want to play again, you want to show everybody that you want to play. Look, I'm not knocking it. I'm cool with it, but I hope you're okay with the consequences if things do not work out because I feel like this is a bad hand. You've been dealt a bad hand. You're going to a bad football team. But hey, like I said, never never say never, right? Nothing beats a failure but a try. We're going to continue to monitor that because I'm actually pretty intrigued by that. I'm actually pretty intrigued by that, to be honest. Now I know I said I was going I was gonna hold off on the worst free agency, that whole worst free agency segment thing, the best free agency segment thing. But I wanted to take I wanted to put the microscope on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I say that because I remember a couple pods ago. I was like, man, like the Jags are actually doing something right now. But then I had to turn over and do my homework real quick. I had to do my recon. I had to do my recon. And I wanted to go ahead and go over some of these players that the Jacksonville Jaguars decided to sign. First things first. Evan Ingram. It's a one-year deal worth $9 million. Now, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Evan Ingram. Got injury problems. Got dro- got issues with drops. Struggles in run defense. Excuse me. Struggles, struggles in run blocking. Like those, those are some big, huge question marks. Big, huge question marks. Now he did an interview. After he, for the reason why he signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Peterson. And one of the reasons was the Jaguars run a lot of two tight ends. Excuse me, Doug Peterson liked to run a lot of two tight ends. Uh, his last his last two seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles, he finished second and and first in the league with in 2020, 2020 and two thousand nineteen in terms of two tight ends usage at thirty five percent and fifty two percent. So considering the fact that Evan Ingram might end up being the guy which is this seems like a lot of seems like a lot that's going on we have that slot tight end by night not the not the actual put your hand in the dirt tight ends now we have the slot tight end a lot of question marks when it comes down to Evan Ingram a lot I got faith in him though I think he can get the job done but at the same time question marks I like the move of Foley Fatukasi. I hope I pronounced that right. I've been practicing some of these names for real. It was a three-year, $30 million deal, 20 million fully guaranteed. I like the move. He was the he was starting to develop into a nice run stuffing defensive tackle. Can't complain. Nice run-stuffing defensive tackle. I liked it. It was a good move. Now, 
Zay Jones, this is where stuff gets really, really, really fishy. Well, Evan Ingram was questionable, but Zay Jones too. Three-year, $24 million deal, $14 million of guaranteed money. Last year, played 17 games with the Raiders, caught 47 passes only for 546 yards and one touchdown. Again, that's a very, very questionable pick, 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 pick up because of the fact that you really don't have any wide receiver depth on your roster that's really worth like a threat, that's really a threat. And they're hoping that Zay Jones can come out and be that big physical receiver that that has some that has some speed to him that can go up and get the 50-50 ball. That's that's my interpretation of it. So they're 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 this is a big huge risk here with Zay Jones, who has never really been the guy anywhere. Next up we have Christian Kirk, who they signed from the Arizona Cardinals. It was a four-year, $72 million deal. We got Christian Kirk getting paid like a getting paid number one receiver money, but can't produce number one receiver stat numbers. Excuse me. Hasn't caught over a thousand yards yet. And I felt like in 2021, that was the year where Christian Kirk could have showed what he really could do because he had to step up into that role or the number two role. Well, who who are you picking? A, a washed up AJ Green or Christian Kirk? That was Christian Kirk's opportunity to show what he could really do. And I wasn't impressed. And by him getting top dog money, that like raised a bunch of eyebrows around the league. Like, okay, this guy right here, Christian Kirk, He's he's a he's a he's number one receiver caliber. We're gonna have to reset the market. That's probably what what was going through Devontae Adams's mind. We're gonna have to reset the market. Like, I'm nowhere. This guy's not in my league. Not in my league. But I get it. It's free agency. We throw money, we throw money at people for them to come sign with us. That's what it is. That's what it is. We got Foye Aluakun, ex-Atlanta Falcons linebacker. I like the move. Fast, sideline to sideline linebacker. Only issue is he has difficulty in 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 pass coverage. They... The Jacksonville Jaguars drop Miles Jack. Hoping, hopefully they can get something better out of Foyer, but it's it's gonna be a tough ask. I like Miles um Miles Jack and pass pass coverage. Brandon Scherf, I like this move. Brandon Scherf was a three-year 49.5 million dollar deal with 30 million dollars guaranteed. Um when healthy, he is one of the best guards in football. Like both on both of both ends. Been able to be a great, excuse me, a very good run blocker and a very good pass protector. And I feel like that was the biggest issue with with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year was being able to protect Trevor Lawrence. Well, that's probably the biggest issue in general when it comes down to 
any young quarterback. You want to be able to provide him with the protection for him to be able to get the ball out. And his his rookie season struggled, struggled, really struggled. And I wanted to go ahead and, and just touch on Urban Meyer, too, as well. Like there are just there just been consistent reports coming out of Jacksonville about how traumatized the Jacksonville Jaguars organization is talking about altercations with with other coaches, altercations with what receiver Marvin Jones. Like trying to use insults as motivation to players like there was a there was there was a report that i read about him possibly make almost making a a player cry like that's how bad it, it got in jacksonville but my i was already i was already hip i was already hip to number one the tim tebow signing that was number one and then number two had to have been during the draft when they drafted Travis Etienne. No disrespect. No disrespect. Travis Etienne, I'm, I'm sure, is a phenomenal running back. But you just had a thousand yard running back the year before with, with James Robinson. I felt like that was a, a spit in the face. Like James Robinson got it done for the Jaguars last year in 2020. He was doing his thing. And you bring in another running back. Unfortunately, Travis Etienne ended up suffering a, a season-ending injury. And James Robinson had to take the load. Now, when he took the load, we trying to mix some Carlos Hyde in there. Like I'm like, bro, like why are we why are we mixing Carlos Hyde in here? Like Carlos Hyde, come on, man. We know who the better running back is. It's clearly James Robinson, and he was doing this, this nonsense. He was benching, benching him for Carlos Hyde. Then obviously he don't take the plane ride home with the team back to Jacksonville after the Cincinnati Bengals loss on primetime football. And then he ends up getting caught in one of the in 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 I guess a bar with the woman that wasn't his wife. I tell you, man. And to think the Dolphins lost to a team like this with a head coach like this really gets you really freaking thinking, what the hell are the Dolphins doing? How are we losing to the Jaguars? And to think he only lasted, he didn't even last a year. Like they fired him in the middle of the season. They fired him in the middle of the season. All right, so we approaching that uh that 40 minute mark. And we're gonna go ahead and talk about the Brooklyn Nets. So New York is planning as as has relaxed the COVID nineteen vaccine mandate, which means 
Kyrie can come back and play basketball in the Barclays Center. Now, for those that you did that did not know, Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated. He's been a strong, a strong, a strong, is very strong about him not wanting to take the vaccine. Now, for the reasons why, it's none of my business. All I know is he didn't want to take the vaccine. And look, I can respect it. You're free to choose to do whatever you want to do. But don't jeopardize the team. That's the most important thing. Just don't, don't just jeopardize the team. So, Kyrie Irving wasn't allowed to play for the New York Nets, Nets, excuse me, the Nets. Wasn't allowed to play for the New York Nets at home, but other teams were able to come in to Barkley, Barclay, and play if they weren't vaccinated. Vaccinated. That was weird. Like, literally weird. So, one game he didn't end up playing. It was a home game. He was in the building and ended up going to the locker room with the team to celebrate, I'm assuming. And he ended up, ended up finding the New York Nets $50,000. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at this as far as on the court is concerned because when Kyrie is on the floor, like we're almost guaranteed to get 30, at least 30 points. This, this, this puts a brand new dynamic on the New York, the New York Nets. Excuse me. Puts a brand new dynamic on the New York Nets. Before, what teams were doing, they were trying the absolute best to prevent Kevin Durant from scoring and trying to put all the load on Kevin Durant to distribute the basketball. And it was up to the role players to get themselves involved. And that was, and and then on top of that, when you're at away games, you got to put, you're going to have to learn how to coexist with Kyrie Irving on a regular basis. I, I can understand that can get very, very stressful. But they did it. So now, with Kyrie Irving in the lineup almost full-time, I understand you probably won't be seeing him drop 50-point games as often. Excuse me, might not end up doing that anytime soon this year. You got to think about it. Kyrie got fresh legs. He got real fresh legs. But just looking at it, I I I like the Brooklyn Nets, even though I'm disappointed. I am disappointed to my core right now about Ben Simmons. It's a strong possibility he may not play this year. You talk about a herinated disc, that's serious. Anything anything in the back the back and neck area that is that is definitely serious because you got you got to think about it all the jumping and all the bumping against other players like those things pay a big play a big deal on your body will put a great deal on your body that came out wrong 
But I, I feel like the Brooklyn Nets are definitely contenders, even just with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I'm glad Kyrie's going to be able to play now because now we can we can we can shut the door on this possible heat going to the finals nonsense because I don't I don't I don't see that happening. That ain't happening. But we are now approaching the 45 minute mark. So with that, putting that all on the table. Trying to think when's it gonna be the next time we're gonna be coming back for another pod. Okay, maybe maybe Saturday night. We might do something Saturday night. Look out for look out for your boy on Saturday Saturday night. He might drop something for you. But uh with that being said, uh go ahead and Follow us on my, excuse me, listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Anchor. Other streaming platforms, of course. Uh, Social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And Twitter, excuse me, as well. Also, like I said tonight, I was unable to put in the bets this, this evening. So I ended up doing a collab on a different channel. Refuse to lose with Joe Jordan. Please go sure to please go over there and show your love to you. Please show your love to him. Leave a like, leave a comment in the comment section. Tell him that your boy sent you. This episode of the Not for the Bay podcast is brought to you by Bet Not, Bet Us, where you can receive over 125% in bonuses upon sign up. All you got to do is type in join125 in the promo code the promo code area. Be sure to do that by clicking the link in the description. This is the not for the Bay podcast. I'm about to here, man. <laughs>